What is up, guys? This is Cody, aka DFS Prodigy, coming to you live from the Win Daily team. This is the first video that I'm going to do for Win Daily. I just joined them. They're a pretty awesome team. You can check them out on the Win Daily website. Just type that into the Google search form. You can find them there. You can find all of our experts there, basically chatting it up in the Discord. Hit us, hit me up if you want to join the Discord and go from there. So basically, the Win Daily team. They're a pretty cool team. They have basketball, all the sports you can possibly think of with basketball coming up, NFL finishing up, UFC year-round, golf year-round, so on and so forth. So like I said, hit them up at Win Daily on Twitter. You can find them there. You can find them all over the place. So we have UFC. So this is UFC Fight Night. This is an interesting card to say the least. We have weigh-ins at about an hour or so. So the weigh-ins are going to basically play a crucial role on how I basically view this late. Because we have Jack Collier, which we know how Collier looks. He weighed in way overweight and looked like a different man. Last fight, we have Vellante, who needs to weigh in and see how he looks. We have basically Vittori. We don't know how far he'll go in the five rounds, so on and so forth. So basically, let's just start off at the very bottom of the card. And we'll kind of go from there. So we have Smolka and Quinones. So this is an interesting fight, to say the least. This is the first fight of the night. I like this fight a lot. As I pull up my notes, we're going to see how this goes and basically see the very first bite. And I don't know how this is honestly going to go with Smolko. His IQ is not the greatest, in my opinion, his mental side of it. And the fights are basically what scares me. And Quinones is an excellent fighter. He's a young prospect. The 9-4 record, don't let that basically give you a, a loss on his hands. I like his hands i like his feet i think he's smooth on the feet so on and so forth this fight is close and i think smoker could hang with him if he had the fight iq he's kind of like a greg hardy with the fight iq i don't trust smoker at all in this fight i like quinez and i'm adding him into my player pool for sure quinez basically like i said he has fought great fighters on his resume it's just he needs to get more experience in my opinion but other than that this is quinez fight to win if Smolka wins, then that's a huge upgrade for him. And if he looks smart on his feet, then I think he can win this, but I don't think he will. I think he's going to be him same old self. He's overrated, in my opinion. And give me Quinones in this very first fight. Going to Justin James and Benitez. So I recently interviewed Justin James. He's one of my favorite fighters, so I'm going to be a little bit biased more so. But I'm going to try not to be, even though I might. So Justin James. Justin James is a hell of a fighter. I like him a lot. I think he has the power in order to finish Benitez. We were going to see this fight earlier this year, but Benitez had COVID, then Justin James had COVID. The COVID scare, as we know, it's just happening all over with the fighters. There's going to be at least one fight dropout in this card, which I would take a bet on it that at least one of these fights will drop before the end of the day on Saturday, but hopefully not. But like I said, normally this is what happens. Anyways, going past COVID, going past the COVID 2020, we have Justin James and Gabriel Benitez. So I recently interviewed Justin James. He talks about how his fighting has basically has changed. Like his cardio has changed. His gas tank has grown. He's fighting for his dad. His dad is going to play a crucial role in this fight. You say, why is the dad going to play a crucial fight? It's just UFC. His dad has cancer, to say the least. So shout out to Justin James. I hope your dad is doing well. His dad is going to be in his corner for this fight, and this may be the last fight his dad will ever see. So his heart is going to be huge on his chest. Justin James, I'm all in on. 
So the reason why I like Justin Jane is he's fighting for his dad. I think his dad, like I said, is going to play a crucial role in this fight. And his heart will be on his chest. He's going to be out there powering Gabriel Benitez. I don't think Gabriel Benitez will be able to hang with Justin James. So I like Justin James based on knockout power in his hands. He's a first-round fighter. We've seen that before. He goes out and wants to knock people's head off. He will go into this fight looking to hit Gabriel Benitez and clip him early. If this fight goes the distance, then I like Gabriel Benitez, to say the least. But the reason why I want Justin James is, like I said, I think the power in Justin James is undoubtedly way better than Gabriel Benitez. I think James is going to hang with Benitez. I think even in the second round, he can knock out Benitez. I like Justin James. I'm putting him in my flavor pool, to say the least. And that's an underdog you're going to need in order to make your card work. So I'm locking in Justin James as a core piece to my lineups as an underdog because of his upside. I like his upside a lot. I think Gabriel Benitez, I don't think he'll pay off the 8600 price tag. I don't see it happening at all, to say the least. So I can see Justin James clipping Benitez early for a first-round knockout. And I wouldn't mind putting a bet on that either, to say the least. Moving on to the third fight of the night. Cody Durden versus Jimmy Flick. So this fight is going to be a GBP fight. This fight is super close in my opinion. Jimmy Flick and Cody Durden are basically the same fighter. And that's going to show in who wins this fight. This fight is super close to me. I Honestly, I've, I've been going back and forth in this fight, to say the least. I've One moment I like Flick, one moment I like Durden. I hate to say that, but this fight is just super close in my opinion. Either way, let's dig into it. Cody Darden versus Jimmy Flick. So both guys are trying to basically earn their way into the UFC. Both guys are trying to be on the uprising. Both guys are young prospects. Like I said, they're similar fighters. We see them both fight. We've seen their style. The style is the same. Basically, that's how it goes in the UFC. Sometimes you have fighters that are way different. Sometimes you have fighters who are virtually the same fighter. That's the beauty of the sport. So Flick is a submission machine. You can see him submit a ton of fighters. He either gets finished or finishes fighters. So if this fight goes to the mat, I like Jimmy Flick. But Durden will also want this fight on the mat, and that scares me because Durden is not good on the mat as compared to Jimmy Flick. Durden, Cody Durden is going to want to basically knock out Jimmy Flick, and that's how he's going to need to win this fight. So this fight, like I said, is more than likely going to take place on the mat, which that scares me for Durden. That makes me like Jimmy Flick. But at the same time, Cody Durden could knock out Jimmy Flick and clip him early. Sort of like Justin James and Gabriel Benitez. But the, the problem is Jimmy Flick is amazing on the mat, like I was saying. So if Cody Durden can use his boxing style to win this fight, then I can see Cody Durden winning this. But if it goes to the mat, I can see Jimmy Flick submitting him. That's why this fight is super close, to my opinion. I just don't know which way to go, so I'm more than likely just crossing this fight off. I'm going to try to pivot somewhere else. But if I had to choose, it would be Jimmy Flick. I can just like him more so on the mat. Going down to the Marshmallow Man and Jake Collier. So this is the fight that I want to see how this goes, basically, in the weigh-ins in about an hour or so. This fight, uh, these are two heavyweights that aren't supposed to be heavyweights, to say the least. So both these guys come in overweight. This is like the Parisian fight last week that we saw with Porter. This It's going to be two guys just basically on top of each other, sweating a ton, trying to just swinging 
outrageously, it's not going to be a good look for a fight. Volante's 8,800, which that scares me a ton. I don't know if he can pay off that price tag at 8,800. We've seen beyond Volante look good the past couple of fights, but he lost to Maurice Green, and he only got you 49 points, five points the other fight. His only fight that looked good was Cody was not Herman, but his price tag was 9,000. I don't know what people will see in Volante. I don't know how he's going to look, basically, weigh-ins, but that's just Volante. We have a whole other issue with Jake Collier on the weigh-ins also. Jake Collier looked awful against Tom Azabal. Look at his profile picture. His profile picture is literally different than how he looked going into this fight. So the, the profile picture, like I said, does not do justice because that's how he looked before the Tom Asmol fight, not after. So, like I said, this fight is going to be based on the weigh-ins. But either way, let's dig into it. Volante, he's a striker. So Volante, he looked decent in his fight, but he got caught in the submission. He looked good on his feet, and the grappling was decent, but that still scares me because the 8800 price tag. I don't think he can pay off the price tag versus Jay Collier. I think Volante will win this fight from a betting standpoint. I wouldn't mind taking Volante. But from a DFS standpoint, I'm not on Volante whatsoever. I I mean, I just can't get to that price tag at 8800 Jay Collier, I'm just scratching him off. Basically, I'm not on Jay Collier at all. He comes in overweight. He comes in basically just not looking like himself. He looks like he just doesn't even care at this point. So the power in the hands of Volante, I think, will knock out Jay Collier. I don't think this fight is going to go to the distance either. There's no way this fight will, based on how the fighters are on their weights. I'm just off of this fight completely. And trust me, this Carter will get better as, as we go on. Let's go on to the Evalov versus Lanauer. So this is the fight that I wanted to talk about. I love me some Evalov. Evalov is a young Russian prospect that is good on his feet and can strike you. At any point in the time, Lenauer is not a guy I'm going to look at. The night, the train, I mean, we saw him fight versus Elkins. That fight could have gone either way. I've seen people say that he won this fight. I've seen people say that Elkins won this fight. People are just so 50 50 on it, but that was a good fight. But I don't think this fight will be in his favor. Envelope, like I said, is the Russian fighter. We've seen Russians, they're good at their striking, to say the least. They're pretty good on their feet and they're fast with their hands. I'm liking Evalov a lot. I think he's a legit prospect that people need to watch out for, and he could definitely pay off this price tag. If we've seen him in his fights, he beat Grundy, and he strike he outstriked him. I mean, he looks good. He's on a win streak. Yes, he won the decision, but I think he could easily knock out Landauer with a powerful punch. I know this card so far is full of striking, but it gets better, I promise you. This card gets better as time goes on. We just got to get through the first couple of fights. So like I said, based on this fight, I'm liking Evalov a lot. This Russian prospect is on the come up, and I think people need to watch out for him a ton, and I like what he does. So Allen versus Delazy. So this is the fight that is going to play a crucial role also. We've seen John Allen basically get popped for steroids, and not steroids, but PEDs, and basically that's what caused him to – had the last fight in a no contest. He beat Rodriguez, but Rodriguez is not a good name to even say the least on the resume. It's not a good a good one, basically, that I'm looking at. Dolizzi is a is a basically a Roman fighter 
that will come in and get in your face. He will get in your face and basically start yelling and screaming. And he's a man amongst boys. I like him a lot. I like that his price tag is only 8700 And I don't think Allen sees what's coming for him in this fight. I'm liking Dolizzi a lot. I think he's going to take down John Allen. I think he will with ease. I think the Roman fighter is somebody that he does not want to mess with. I think this fight will go differently than it did with John Allen Rodriguez. I think Dolizzi, this fight is his to win. And I'm definitely putting him in my player pool, to say the least. I like Dolizzi a lot. So the reason why I like him is, like I said, the takedown. I think he's the more polished fighter than John Allen. I don't think John Allen's all the way there yet in his career. Yes, he's 13-5, but he's just still not in his prime. Delizzi's in his prime. I'm all in on him. I'm definitely putting him in my player pool. The female fight of the night and Santos and De La Rosa. So this is another fight that I'm kind of 50-50 on, similar to the Durden and Flick fight. So... De La Rosa, to say the least. Let's start with the 7300. So, De La Rosa is a, a girl who is a young fighter and she's tough on the feet. She's tough to say the least, and people don't see that. We also have Santos, who is tough, but she lost to Romeo Berlella. Romero Berlella is one of the worst female fighters in the game, to say the least. She's one of the worst fighters that possibly you can think of in the females. And De La Rosa beat Barilla, which I'm not a guy who's basically saying, well, she beat this girl, so I'm going to say she should win this fight. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not the type of guy to basically say, if one person beats this person, then this person should beat that person. I'm not that sort of guy. I can't do it. But like I said, she lost to Romeo, Romero Barilla, who's awful. She's, like I said, one of the worst fighters to say the least. She only got one takedown and 36 strikes, Santos did, which that scares me especially at the 8900 price tag. But she went into the Molly McCam fight and looked polished. She looked good. She looked like she came back in a huge bounce-back way. She looked good. She, Like I said, she polished her game. She cleaned up her act. She basically said, I'm going to ice that fight off, and I'm going to come into this next fight looking good, which she did against Molly McCann, which I had Molly McCann, to say the least. I'll chalk that up as an L. I liked Molly McCann in that fight on that card, and Santos proved me wrong. But can she prove me wrong on this card against De La Rosa? That's what I'm worrying about. So, basically, De La Rosa is a girl who is good at grappling. And I like her grappling a lot. She's a young fighter that I don't know if she's ready for this fight, to be honest, against Santos. But Santos wasn't ready for the fight either against Romero Cabrera. So, that's the problem is I can see both these girls needing to prove something in this fight. And the 7300 price tag for De La Rosa is intriguing to me as another young girl who's an underdog in this fight. I wouldn't mind taking a shot to De La Rosa, but I think Santos will win this fight. I think she's more polished. I think she's more ready for this fight, to say the least. So I wouldn't mind taking Santos, but I could see you get to some De La Rosa as a GPP underdog, similar to Justin James. Going down now to Hill and OSP. So... This fight I wanted to talk about, to say the least. OSP and Hill is the co-main event. So here's the deal. OSP, at first glance, I'm wondering why in the world is he 7,800 compared to Hill, who's 8,400? I don't like that at all. I think this should be flip-flopped. I think OSP should be on top of Hill, and here's why. So as y'all could tell from... Basically, Wendaley's profile, or not the profile pick, but the 
the cover image for this video, it's going to be OSP. I'm all in on OSP. I've been a huge fan of OSP for a long time. I'm liking him a lot. This is his fight to win. Jamal Hill is not ready for OSP and what's going to come on in this fight. Jamal Hill has not fought that great of a fighters. I mean, he bought, fought Abreu and Stosic last two fights. He's not ready for this fight whatsoever. I don't like him in this fight at all. The competition that he's fought has just not proved to me why he should be fighting OSP. When OSP has fought Dominic Cruz, fought hell of a fighters. And Alonzo Minifield, I mean, Krylove, he's fought amazing fighters. And yes, OSP is getting older, and but he's 25 and 14. But he still looked good. He still is the fighter that he is. He still can get you caught in the submission easily. Easily. So I'm liking OSP a lot to more than Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill is not ready for this fight. He's not ready to hang into this fight at all. He's not ready at all. Like, I don't know how many times I can say it enough. He is not ready for this fight. I don't think Jamal Hill will win this. OSP is an underrated fighter, fighter and he's tough as nails. I'm all in on OSP. To say the least, OSP should be able to catch him in that OSP submission and tap out Jamal Hill. I don't think Jamal Hill's grappling is ready for OSP's grappling. I'm all in on OSP, to say the least, especially at 7,800. I'm all in on OSP, Jackson and Tabira. So this fight, I like a lot. I think that Damian Jackson at the 72 price tag is not going to be on my radar whatsoever. Jackson, like I said, either he gets finished or he gets basically he finishes the fight. It's 50-50 with, with Damian Jackson. Tabera is a young fighter. He's a young, basically, Jordan, and I like him a lot. These Georgia fighters are, are pretty good, to say the least. He beat Yosef Zalal. And he scored you 98 points at 7,600 price tag. 98 points. I think he can certainly pay off the 9,000 price tag. I think he can finish Damian Jackson early. Tabera's grappling is out of his world, and I like it a lot, his grappling. So I think Tapera is a great fighter. And down the road, he's going to be a guy that people need to watch out for a lot. I like Tapera a lot. I think he's going to beat Damian Jackson with ease. I don't think Damian Jackson will be able to hang with Tapera. I mean, Jackson looked good on Dinah White's contender series. He looked good against Betik as an underdog, but he only got you 59 points. I don't think he can hang with Tapera. I'm all in on this Georgia fighter and Tapera, and I wouldn't mind locking him in in my player pool either. I like Tapera a lot. So, going down to Levette and Wyman. So, this is the fight that I kind of wanted to spend a little bit of time on. Matt Wyman is 16-9. and nine. He's a veteran in the UFC, but look at what happened to him. He used to be good. He used to be a guy that people did not want to mess with. He used to be a guy that people were like, this guy's going to be legit one day. This guy's going to be, <coughs> sorry, this guy's going to be at the top of the ranks. What happened to Matt Wyman? I don't really know. He just went on the downfall and on a skid where he has not looked good. Lavette was on Dana West's contender series not too long ago. If we saw him, he did was the guy who basically did the splits after his fight and did the backflip and everything. He's flexible, as you can tell. He's lying on his feet. He's decent at the striking. He's decent at the grappling. He's decent all around. He's just a decent fighter. I like him a lot, yes, against Matt Wyman. But 
still, it's just the experience that worries me a little bit with Levitt, especially at the 9200 price tag. I don't know if he can pay that off. I'm not getting to Matt Wyman, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not in on Matt Wyman even at 7000 I'm I can't trust him a lot. I don't know what he's done. I mean, he's just not the same fighter at all. He's 37 years old against Levitt, who is in his young 20s. As, as That's why I'm just not getting to Matt Wyman at all. I, I can't do it. I'm not on this fight at all. I don't see why Levitt's even fighting Matt Wyman, to say the least, and what UFC is doing in this fight. I don't know if they're trying to get Matt Wyman out of the UFC. I'm not really sure. I'm not on this fight. I wouldn't mind getting to Levitt if he had the money to. But can he pay off that 9200 price tag? I'm not on it at all. So I'm basically just crossing this fight off, to say the least, and going forward. Going to the fight of the night. This is the big fight. This is the main event with Marvin Vittori versus Jack Hermanson. First of all, I think this fight should be flipped with Hermanson at 8200 and Vittori at 8000. But let's dig into it. The fight of the night, the main event, the one that we need to watch out for. This is five rounds. So I know five rounds seems the, the people who don't know UFC a lot. Why does it matter if it's three rounds or five rounds? The gas tank and the cardio. That will wear and tear on fighters. Veritori has never fought in a five-round fight, which that scares me because I don't know how he's going to look in a five-round fight. Vittori, he's looked good in the past three fights. I mean, 129 points, 73 points. 85 points. He looks good. He's proved off his price tag a lot. The Italian fighter is somebody that people don't want to mess with. He's looked good. Vittori's a young fighter who is in his prime. I mean, he's at the top of his game, in my opinion. He is so quick on his feet, and the cardio is there, but is the cardio there for five rounds? That's what's in question. Jack Hermanson, the Joker, he's looked good. He's He beat Kevin Gassel at 91 points, and he got you eight at an 8,000 price tag. Hermanson is a submission machine. People don't understand how good at a submission he is until they get in the ring with him and say, what the heck just happened to me? I just got submitted by Jack Hermanson. So that's what scares me. Is Vittori ready for the grappling of Hermanson, ready for the submission game of Hermanson? I'm not sure if Vittori is. But is Hermanson ready for the striking of Vittori? I don't know either. Vittori striking is there, has something not to be messed with. Vittori is good at striking, and like I said, he can even submit you if he wanted to, but the submission's on the same level as Hermanson is. That's why I'm slightly on the edge of Hermanson. I slightly like Hermanson more than Vittori. I can see why you want Vittori, though. I can see him clipping Hermanson, and Hermanson basically not being able to submit him. Vittori's takedown defense is good. But, again, Hermanson's on a whole other level. Hermanson is a guy that is an experienced fighter compared to Vittori, who is a young prospect that is in his prime. So if this is based on striking, I'm taking Vittori. And if this goes past three rounds, I might take Hermanson and getting him caught in a submission late in the rounds. This fight, I don't know. if it, I don't think this fight is going to go the distance. I think this fight is going to be caught up in the first three rounds. Like I said, I can see Hermanson getting a submission, or I can see Vittori clipping him in round one. I can see Hermanson submitting him in round two, but I can see Vittori hitting him in round three, giving it all he's got because he's used to three rounds. <coughs> so, like I said, to wrap this up, grappling, give me Hermanson. Striking, give me Vittori. I'm giving the edge to Hermanson in the, in the grappling. I think that he'll get this young kid 
and a cotton submission to say the least. So as y'all could tell, this is kind of my core three that I liked. I like Justin James, I like Joker, and I like OSP. I'm all in on these three fighters to say the least. That gives you enough salary to basically to play around with at 8,800. That allows you to get basically what you want in your lineup. So uh, this card, based on the salaries, you'll be able to play around with who you want and who you like, and to say the least. So that kind of wraps up for, for me, guys. Go to windaily.com. You can see their deals. Sign up for the website. You can go in the expert chat. You can talk to all of us. We're all in the chats. We're all on all the sports. It's active. I promise you it's active every single day. I've been active as much as I can based on when I get off work. I'm always in the UFC chat hitting it up with y'all. If y'all want to talk about with some UFC fights before this, if y'all want to talk about the weigh-ins, I'll be watching the weigh-ins. Hit me up there. Again, type in Win Daily. You can find them on the Google search. They're an excellent group of people. I love this group a lot, and I cannot wait for more UFC videos to say the least. So, like I said, I, that kind of wraps up for me. Hit the like button for me. Subscribe to windaily.com. Go to the website. You can find them, like I said, in Google. And have a good stay and rest of your night. Have a good day. And I cannot wait to talk to you all about the weigh-ins and the rest of this UFC card. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah.